There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. Yes. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 This is Halloween. I feel it. I feel good. I feel spooky. I love it, man. I just flipping through the channels. It's all Chucky. It's all Friday the 13th. It's October. I love it. Feel it, man. We spent a night in the cemetery. I had yes, the cemetery did. air literally on my dick because I was wearing a kilt. <laughs> that was really fun. It was just oh, you see all everybody's bright pumpkiny faces. <laughs> everybody's ready to go. I don't. I mean, obviously, last year's Halloween was far different than this year's Halloween. Much different. And last year's Halloween made me so sad, so yeah. deeply sad on the inside. It's so nice to be able to be out. In the shit again. I feel the ghosts running through my body. Woo. Also saw someone legitimately did a podcast about the I can't even say his name. Uh-oh. And Gunjili Man. No, hey, hey. I can say I, it. I, I haven't I said it. I don't in a have the power to summon the out. pasta man, the pasta uh, maniac. The more and more people that have been talking about this, it is true. Like it's coming around. There are people legitimately now researching the one who will not be named. Okay, welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry. Thank yeah. you all so much for coming out to the show at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Thank you <laughs> to all the dead that uh, reside there. And thank you um, uh, to everyone who came out to all of our most recent shows. What a uh, wonderful time it's been getting back and seeing your beautiful faces and celebrating, as Henry alluded to, the wondrous month that is October, that is the Halloween season. This is Halloween, and it is nice. Although technically, Henry, I, I do have to push back a little bit because you're singing a song from a movie that I believe it's is a Christmas a film, a Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, it does have the term Christmas in it, but I still feel like that. It, you can start it in October, and it it's a three month long film. That movie is so it's good for the holidays. Whether it, I would almost say it's a Thanksgiving film as well. I think this is one of those. This is a debate. In cinema that has been going on for a while now, a couple of years. I think I've seen several ooh, hot think pieces and oh, they're so important and they're so needed. We need they're them so, so much. But people have talked, necessary, that they have debated this. And I yep. think there are, uh, they, I think the divide is more so, it's about 60% of people that say it's a Christmas for sure. movie versus a Halloween movie. But then you think about how at Hollywood Bowl on Halloween night, they're doing the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along live <gasps> show. So I didn't that know is that. Inter- yes, but it is interesting to see that the mixed messaging is coming from inside the house. It really is. And of course, Nightmare, that makes you think Halloween, Christmas, obviously, makes you think and it was, Christmas. And it was so. released at Christmas. And it's about hmm. a man trying to appropriate Christmas but he can't get out of his Halloween nature. So it's a, technically about Christmas versus Halloween. The nature of the film is Halloween. Okay, well, I think also, it's a Halloween I, movie, but that's just me, Halloween Town. Some of the most iconic characters of all time. And that mayor, no greater depiction of a politician. They're either fake smiling or absolutely panicked. That's why they did that. I know. They're I know. That, that is why they did that. But I also, uh, I, the people have been asking me whether or not if I'm going to put out a 31 for 31 uh, for mm. October. And the reason why I didn't do it this year is because I have things to do this year. Don't be a <laughs> I'm bummer. I'm so excited. Don't be a loser, buddy. No, no, of course we not. We need but I'm, to watch our 31 for 31. I watched, I've already watched two this week. I watched Halloween and Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie remix. I watched mm. them last night. Okay. It and I tell you what, Halloween, like, still, I could see why now that people look at the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween with like a side eye. They don't, they, oh, they, they don't on. enjoy it. They're, I don't think that they're correct, but because the movie's very, very dark. But it Malcolm is. McDowell, Malcolm yeah. McDowell saves that movie in a way. He's so funny. He's a perfect Dr. Loomis, and there, so it's, it's not an easy character to it's be the great, doctor. Well, honestly, he's my fucking idol. Dr. Loomis, I think, is my favorite. I, I, honestly, I, we might have talked this in, about mm-hmm. this in our Behind the Monsters uh, interview. Oh, yes. I view I, myself as in the future as Dr. Loomis. Well, and I view myself as a young, handsome 
with family, Michael Myers. All right. Well, speaking of young and handsome, let's just start. We're going to do some lighter stories for the most part today. This story, it just makes me smile because it's about a man who, yes, maybe he did have a little bit too much fun. Maybe he got so drunk, he forgot who he was. Oh, okay, yes. But you know what? Despite that, he still helped and uh, attempted in many ways to find himself. And isn't that the most important thing? This is a question. So this is what this story is about. It's about self-discovery. Self-discovery. Vice, the headline, missing drunk man spent hours helping a search party look for himself. I can see this happening to you. (laughs) I can see this happening to you. That you could end up like, so what are we doing here? Is this some kind of lawn-looking party? (laughs) So this dude, he was in Turkey. Apparently, he got so freaking lit. He's a 30-year-old dude. Uh, His name is Behan Mutlu. He's a 50-year-old man, as I said. He was out drinking with friends, and then he just wandered off. So you know when you're that drunk, they call mm -hmm. it the Irish goodbye. When you just start, you just start walking. And then he did the Turkish farewell. Where he just (laughs) somehow, like, because they danced, he was dancing in a circle, and all of a sudden found himself... In the middle of a forest. In the middle of the woods. And he and didn't want to be there either. You know by the time you get out there and you've been gone a long time and then you're like, oh no, I'm definitely missing the pizza we ordered. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> so the friends were like, where the hell did Bayhan go? And then they were like, oh my God, we better go and find him. So they got together with a bunch of volunteers and they all started this search party. They did this for hours. And then suddenly a man from within the group said, hey, who are we looking for? And then they (laughs) said, we're looking for Behan. And then he said, I'm right here. I'm here. (laughs) You found a guy. That's so funny. They must have been so pissed because they must have wasted time. Can we say they're all hammered? Can we just assume that they're all drunk? Not the friends. I'm talking about the cops. I'm talking about everybody out there looking, and then because I guess this is the thing, right? If they're looking for him, you would think they have pictures of him, right? And then I guess you don't really. It shows how well and how easy it is to be a con man. It right. really if you does. You just operate in plain sight and just do things confidently. No one really, que- no one questions you. They barely look at your face. It's why I've I been guess. playing the game where I'm trying to pick out people and I scan their whole bodies and then I try to remember what they look like later on so I can be a more prepared witness. What are you? Be- you're becoming like a Polish Terminator. What are you doing? I am going to be a private investigator. I'm, I'm saying this right here. But I'm you know how right boring now. that job is in real life. It's not I, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. It's not it's Laces just, Are Out. What a sports My father. Not. It is you sitting in a car eating Carl's Jr. My father always had a dream that I would move back home once I gave up on the stupid idea of being a comedian. <laughs> this is true. And I would move to, back to Florida and we would create pizza. Private investigators Zabrowski and Zabrowski Associates. <laughs> He has talked about this for a long time, and I'm now realizing my retirement will look like this. It will look like a mixture of ritual magic practices, and I'm going to be a private investigator. I'm going to be a fucking, I'm going to be a detective. Man, now that you put it that way, pizza, I think it's fantastic, and I hope your dreams come true. So this dude, Mutlu, that's his last name, uh, once again, he was just like, yeah, I'm here. And then the police just took him to his house. But apparently, this isn't the first time a missing person has joined a rescue mission. Evidently, in 2012, an Asian tourist went missing, air quotes, missing, in Iceland. And then they were like, everyone's like, we got to find her. And then uh, she was just in the search party as well. So, again. What responsible people these are. I guess so. But then also so not responsible because they did a horrible job of finding this person because the person was in the search party the entire time. And at no point did they realize that. So technically, mm-hmm. they did an awful job. Yes. But I they guess would the mission was accomplished. Yes, it was. So in the end, so- it is a happy ending because they, they <laughs> made it. They made it out. Uh, and that's a funny story that that man can now tell for the rest yes. of his life. Absolutely. You're looking for me. Uh, every time he shows up, hey, don't worry, friends. I am here now. You know, and they'll be like, great, Behan. That's great. You owe us beers, Behan. Yes, indeed. But in a slightly less pleasant search party story, there's also this tale about a nurse um, who uh, was on the run for raping and murdering a uh, Arkansas nurse. And Oh, uh, yeah. Another one? 
Yeah, apparently he thought he was going to get oh, away it, with it by uh, by helping search for the body. No, no, no. So he no. was more like, I, I I'll, I, I'm going to seem like a superhero. He's like one of those guys who goes up yes. to the cops Chris randomly. Watts. He's like, Chris Watts. He's like, what's going on with the case, guys? Anything I can yes. do? And it's like, I have a feeling you might be a suspect. So mm-hmm. uh, this. Case, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, that's much more nefarious. Yes, yeah, bad. The other one's a funny story. Yeah. And this is a story where you look at it and be like, that guy's a fucking so cute. psychopath. Entirely. Yeah. Yeah. He is a uh, Arkansas dude. He's uh, accused of murdering 25 year old Sidney Sutherland. And he was sentenced to life in prison very recently. At least they got him. At least they fucking put him in jail. I mean, honestly, especially after going through all of that, because that just also him purposely uh, increasing other people's trauma. He's a very dangerous person. Yeah. Very dangerous. So anyway, I guess. Just to kick off the side stories of October, don't trust anyone in a search party. Is that the the theme so far? Just honestly, if you got a new guy joining up in the group, your line, right? Because, you know, in search parties, a lot of times they go in big, like, long links. And then they all cover certain areas with after they kind of charted out on a grid. What I would do is, like, you got a new guy joining. You got a new guy join the line. Take a look at the headshot once. Take a you know look I mean? at kinda the headshot. Like, uh, give him a scan. See, is it that guy? Is that yeah. the guy? Because yeah. you never know. And then you guys get to go home early. Because also, you know what's got to be nice about doing the long form search parties, except for all the sadness? You what? can get some Egg McMuffins at the oh, end. Oh, sure. That's what I would do. Well, do you know how this guy killed this gal, Henry? How? Oh. He, he ran her over with his 3,000 pound truck. I mean, that's not efficient. No, it's it's a horrible thing. This is according to her dad, Dion Sutherland. He's, he called uh, Llewellyn, that's the dude. He said he's a 300 pound coward. That, my, that hit my 100-pound daughter with a 3,000-pound truck. Yeah, oh, he sounds like he's right. a bastard. Yep, it sounds yeah. like he's going away for life. So yes. anyway, so that's those are just two different tales of search parties. So that's a theme. It is a fun theme. That's a theme. This, here's another horrible story. We'll start dark, and then we'll move up. This is a guy <laughs> that was suspected of killing, dismembering, and burning three people. Uh, so this... Story came out a couple days ago where they said they found three dismembered bodies in a dumpster, Ooh. right? Uh, and then this guy apparently just straight up confessed to it once they found a bunch of security footage pointing directly to him. Oh, His name okay. is Jason Allen Thornburg. Uh, he was uh, he was found on footage watching. They basically watched him show up with his big old truck. Jesus. And I mean, this is intense. So they, the dumpster was completely empty. Right. Uh, it had just been emptied out. I guess it was garbage day. And then he came in to, for, they saw him on security footage, roll up, and he was wearing like a big hazmat suit. And he had rubber-made boxes. Jesus. Filled those rubber-made containing things. So he's going, do- he's going Dahmer with it, huh? Yes. And he would dump them into the dumpster and then drive away. These are the types of things I, I like. I know that this is, it's not about Ugh. not appropriate, but it's, I'm always kind of curious about like the preparedness that one has to go through yeah. in order to know you have to set up this crime. Because number one, you are, I don't know if you're actively looking for a dumpster that is empty or do you know the fact that they are, this is the garbage day for this certain company. And then I having guess. to go get the Rubbermaid containers and like you're driving, you're like, you know, you're, like, you're shopping in the store. And then the woman a lot of times been like, you got any coupons? I mean, like, <laughs> no, I don't have any coupons. No, no, just just ring me out, please. Ring me right. out. And then she's been like, wait, do you have a car? Do you have a car? Do you want to put in these are actually on sale do you want them to be like ma'am i don't care about the sale like what how is this experience right um henry i do have to correct you a little bit it's not garbage day it's garbage day oh yeah yes that's right i remember that movie (laughs) um but the poor people that were cut up and put into this dumpster dumpster was a a, one of the persons was identified as david lurius um and that one was an unknown child and an unknown female uh but they can see i guess a part of it that really trips me up is the multiple trips because he had to do it in several trips where he went back and forth from his location to over there and then when they finally tracked him down to his house by the footage from just seeing in his car i think this is the reason why he thought he could do this so brazenly is that he thought he was protected by god and that he was getting talked to uh-huh. by his Bible, like his Bible was doing the talking. Uh-huh. And let me, uh, this is also a hot tip out there for y'all. Um, it's not. No, it's like not. ever. It's- like if you have a Bible and it's there and it's like telling you to do shit, I'm just saying this right now. Unless it's like subscribe to last podcast on the left's Patreon. Sure. Don't have- do it. 
Absolutely. Like, it's not good. It's because they're it's lying to you. Because the yeah. Bible's talking, it's not supposed to be talking. You're supposed to be talking, right? You're the person in the scenario, right? Yeah. Everything else is a fake about the entire scenario. So if it's talking at you, it's bad. Yeah, this is a quote from the affidavit, of course, that uh, it's a. Uh discussing the case they say thornberg described having an in-depth knowledge of the bible and believed that he was being called to commit sacrifices which honestly when it comes to people being like the bible is about love it's mostly about killing your own children so i think that he did he got i'm gonna say he fanboyed out on certain subject matter that maybe he should have just breezed over and just gone to the part where have some wine and hang out with your 12 Totally straight friends. Just go to the go to the dinner part of the Bible and you're like, not bad. And you know that they're straight because they're always washing each other's feet. Yeah. (laughs) They're always doing that. I love to do that with you. That's special. Because I take I take my Q tip and I go, okay, Polish toes. (laughs) And I go, stop it. Be gentle. Be gentle. Um uh, it's just not good. You just don't listen to what anything tells you that's not an animate object, man. No. It's bad for you. It's not supposed to do that. No, it's not. Per the affidavit again, it said, quote, Thornberg said that he sacrificed her. This is a small Hispanic female. That's the unknown female that he killed. He says, uh, they say, Thornberg said that he sacrificed her as well by cutting her throat and dismembering her body and storing her remains in the storage tubs. Two days later, an additional female came to his hotel, motel. He knew her. Thornberg described initially he tried to stab her, but said he ultimately had to strangle her. He cut her body in pieces and also stored her remains in the tubs. Yeah, he was oh very brutal. He God. became a very brutal killer. But the way he talked about Whoa. it was very matter of fact. And it became again, he said he had a mission. And this is what I don't understand. When I was a little boy, I always had protracted fantasies about like the the fantasy book style of the the, the beginning of a quest. That like sure. some kind of thing would show up. Me like, you are not some chubby little boy. You <laughs> are a warrior prince. And you're oh, like, what? oh, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. But normally. I blame, the- I blame Hans Christian Andersen because all of his <laughs> tales were about a little popper who all of a sudden became a prince. But you know what? It never happens. It never also, happens. Being a prince means. You just get molested a bunch, and then everyone hates you anyway. Well, you just already pin. You just look like, look at the most handsome prince we've ever had, that stupid prince, the other guy. Not Prince Harry, Prince William. He was very handsome, and then all of a sudden, as the inbred came up to the surface, like, his eyes got closer to fucking together. He's got a head that looks like an Advil pill. Like, he's got, like, a big, long top of his head like he's Bert. Like, this is what happens to you, man, if you're a prince. You look gross. But I don't, I've never had the idea of, like, oh, every fantasy I've ever had was always, like, go find a magical cup. Sure. Go do this series of quests. Do these things. It's never been kill a girl and cut no. her up and put her in a Rubbermaid container. Because guess what, man? I don't think Gandalf's going to ask you to do that, man. No, Gandalf can just do that himself. He can make anybody disappear. And certainly he can make them frustrated with his untimely uh, entrances. This is according to detectives. They also said <laughs> Thornburg. He's uh, he admitted to quote sacrificing his roommate Mark Jewell. That dude was sixty one. He killed him oh. in a fire. So I think this guy has five potential deaths. This man's a fucking serial killer. And also, oh, as- I think a part of this has got to do with having roommates at fifty. Yeah, well, that was always my. And again, if you have roommates, no problems. It's hard, Everyone of has- course. It's just hard as fuck when you get but- to a certain age. I mean, I'm getting more and more specific. You Every have a year called, I get older. It's called a wife, Henry. You have yeah. a wife, not a roommate. I do. Yeah, I do. Have you oh, referred course, to no. her as your roommate? No, I'm saying like <laughs> in terms of like as you get older, you get more persnickety about the things that you like. Of course. How are you going to have a roommate? And you show up and you have to like show up and be like, I actually thought I'd use the common area. I need to get the doctor <laughs> over here to look at my I, my feet have swellings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. According to the affidavit, David, again, Thornburg said he sacrificed Jewel. That was his roommate again by slicing his throat. He then uncapped the natural gas line. He didn't get very creative with it. No, he didn't. He then uncapped the natural gas line and lit a candle in the room. Oh, my God. He apparently also sacrificed his girlfriend in Arizona, who detectives said was an American Indian woman whose family reported her missing. Five people. No, this he dude went is nuts. Fucking psycho dude. No, no, he became like a minor, like the, he's a little heavy hitter. All of a sudden, he just he just Whoa. popped off. And again, 
I'm blaming the Bible. Uh, there is a sure, place well, that it certainly I, didn't freaking help. I'm blaming the Bible. I also have the work that I'm doing for this week's episode of last podcast. Warnky is so dep- it's so depressing. It's yeah. so fucked up that I'm like, I I, I don't know how Ugh. to see this. I'm I'm like I it is reinvigorated some of my fury. Mm-hmm. About all of this, mm-hmm. like getting deep into the crimes of Japusa is some of the worst shit I've heard in a minute. I'm upset, man, because I've been hungover <laughs> since fucking Wednesday, right? And then there's just something about being super hungover and you are just reading the worst shit again and again uh, and being like, I'm about to burn down a fucking church. Well, now you sound like Thornburg. Uh, from your grave. Here's another guy. That I guess years after doing it got away with it. Okay. This French cop. This is a very interesting story, oh, and I think crazy. that we're going to see more and more of this. We saw it with the uh, Golden State Killer. Yeah. Same thing. What about that? What about that? Uh, what the smiley face killer? It was that a Wisconsin is, thing. Do, did, wasn't there some speculation that it was a police officer? I mean, it's also very possible people got absolutely hammered, walked on thin ice, and just and fell just through fell. the lake, which is totally possible. But I remember there was always some rumor that, like, a cop is doing it. But then I don't think anything ever happened. The Golden, uh, the smiley face killer, I think, and I might get some flack for this, but for all of the shit I've watched on the smiley face killer, it seems it's more of a true crime channel fabrication where they're trying mm. to put these crimes together because the only thing that's holding it together is like there's smiley face stickers near where the people went missing and right. i still don't know if that's it but i mean again please side stories lpotl at gmail.com you've never failed to do it before tell me i'm wrong go in there and send me information <laughs> that proves that i'm wrong i'm down to i'm down i will accept no, um, it's an but interesting this, little tale but the french cop uh, it left a, he left a suicide note unmasking himself as the, I guess, this car- killer that was fairly notorious over in France, oh, Le Grilly, oh, which oh. means the pockmarked faced man. Really? Yes, it means a man with zit, zit uh, scars. Um, he was a 59 year old former huh. French police officer. He committed suicide in a hotel room on pills. Okay. Um, he's only been identified oh, as on. Francois. You're- you're a cop. You can't do pills, man. You got to do it. You got to do a sidearm. If you're what? a police officer, you can't kill yourself by pills. It showed he was always weak. Yeah. All right. You do it the old fashioned way, man. You take everybody out with you at the same time. Cut the gas line. He was responsible for a string of rapes and killings in Paris in the 80s. Jesus. And most notably for the murder of 11-year-old Cécile oh. Bleu and 38-year-old Gilles and a uh, maid named Ermgard Mueller, um, and they were all uh, very badly, very badly murdered. And how he was known was that he was found in a hotel, like the way the way he was identified yeah. was that he was coming down the elevator from his first murder and made eye contact with somebody. And he said he had a very intense acne scars all over his face. And he said the words, have a very, very good day, as right before he left uh, after committing the crime. But they have now said that due to genetic material from him, they have now confirmed that it was him that committed all these crimes. Also, according to this uh, Daily Beast article, he tortured these people. I guess it was really freaking brutal. It was very Um, bad. It sounds horrible. He also sounds like the living embodiment of the character from Maniac, the original Maniac. Just beautifully ugly man. That great. He was an actor. He's not really a killer. He's an actor. And they don't cast ugly actors anymore. Now you get an Oscar if you're pretty. And you have the audacity you beca- or the bravery. You How the dare bravery. you be ugly? You became ugly for wow. a whole month? <laughs> How did so you do it? This dude just absolutely disgusting in every way. And it's sad that he got he got away with it and they didn't find him until he took his own life, which I guess if you're a power-hungry psychomaniac, I guess that was his final well, bit of control, huh? The problem is, is that it's how it always is with these psycho hungry maniacs. We look at, you know, whether or not you believe Epstein killed himself or simply was just allowed to kill himself. Mm-hmm, he definitely mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it follows this pattern. He got a, he got to book himself a ticket out. He was 59 years old, so he was fairly young. So I, I would like to think up maybe on some 
frame of his mind he was highly guilty and it haunted him for the rest of his life and Maybe. then you know there'll some people be like isn't that punishment enough it's like no it's not no 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 the punishment <laughs> I know, i'm not always into punishment i mean no. more as i get older i get into it less and less frankly uh the no, idea we're just of talking just about punishing the hell out of anybody yeah we're talking um, about a serial murderer rapist so yeah then yes, he needs to be he punished. can he can get it yeah. pretty bad you know what i mean we can go and put him into the fucking gen pop of a jail yeah. and see how he does as a former cop yeah. in there who used the auspices of his office in order to get out Absolutely. Of any sort of suspicion and we've you know and then this week again we're talking about this it's not that cops and priests are inherently corrupt <laughs> it's not that it is the fact that these offices create a, an environment where it is very easy for a predator to do very well in there and then they are not really properly able to be prosecuted for it absolutely yeah of course we talk about it all the time i have no schadenfreude i don't take any joy in the suffering of others but then you do have situations and i'm for some reason i'm thinking about the larry nasser case because i saw all the girls testify oh, in Congress. it's unbelievable Unbelie it's just, you know what, what fuck I, you dude i'm sorry larry you just now you get to live in the hell that you created they just decided they just fucking decided that this that our olympic bullshit there were people spinning the air was too important for them to shake the bedrock of that, of trying to suss out this type well, of they heard our, fucking they, uh, predatory behavior. They heard our Olympic chances and uh, it did. right what that man did. So anyway, of course, there are times where people uh, definitely need to be off the streets and incarcerated. However, this next story is not one of those times, dare I say art. I is it not subjective? Love this story. I love this story. This guy gets it. He gets uh, it. We're gonna see whether or not he's gonna make it out of this because there is. A, he you might know, get the ball suit off of him. He might. I think that he will. There was an artist. Um, he sold two. I'm just gonna sell pieces of art. He yes. sold two pieces of art for $84,000. He uh, Well, they, they gave him $84,000, uh, right? Yeah, they, they gave him this money as an advance. And I think a chunk of it, It's he was supposed to remake an old art piece that he made mm -hmm. that was supposed to be about how unfair it is that there is this disparity between people who work really hard for mm -hmm. money and get paid a certain amount and the amount of money that certain people get for, let's say, painting pictures sure. right that some people don't people disagree right so he was trying Absolutely. to show that in his last piece but this yes. is from and 10 he, years ago and he entitled uh he uh titled this canvas take the money and run so basically what he did was exactly that uh he gave these people two canvases that had zero artwork on them of the, course the art being take the money and run which is exactly what he did and as henry alluded to he talks about how this is a commentary on the poor wages of the working class people. Uh, this is in, uh, this is uh, Danish. So I believe, what does that mean? If it's Danish, Dutch. Dutch. I don't know. I have honestly, I have no fucking clue, man. I don't know. I don't know the difference between all of them. We're going to get yelled at because this is in Denmark. <laughs> you know what? Cause it's Denmark. This is not the Netherlands, right? Oh my God. We've never been there. No. I honestly, and I'm learning more as we travel the world. Yes, indeed. So according to a Danish uh, public broadcaster, they say it is a breach of contract and a breach of contract is part of the work. So I that's think what he says. That he's well, going to be able to keep the money. I think, I don't know. I don't know. They gave him 84 grand. They expected to get two paintings back. The, I would have loved to have been in the room when they opened up the boxes oh, and just saw the two blank canvases and they still put it up. So yeah, that is really did. interesting. They put it they up. They still did. Yes. They're still making money off of it. They're still charging admission to come see it. And people are talking about it like us. They are people. People across the world are talking about it. So it is getting its impact as well. But it also, Henry, you you mentioned this line in, uh, in the live show uh, when it comes to perception, you know, is reality is just perception, right? Whenever you see the like that one dude who I think put a banana or some oh, shit. Of some course. Random, and the people and are like, somebody oh, my ate God. It. Somebody ate it, and then someone just put a piece of artwork randomly in the MoMA at one point. And they're like, that's the best thing I've ever seen. It all reminds me, first of all, how stupid these people, mm, not stupid per se, how they want to seem as if they're highly intellectual. But in reality, the thing that they love the most is extremely basic and only because they put so much uh, unbelievable like um, importance on it. That's why it matters. It reminds me of the dude from Dirty Work. 
uh, who's sitting in the crowd as the skunks go and the yes. whole play is being ruined. And he's like, that's the greatest interpretation of Don Giovanni, Giovanni I've, ever I've ever seen. And it's not. I, I believe that everything is fair when it comes to art, right? It is, I think I like modern art. I like tricks of modern modern art. I know that that's a part of it. A part of it is yeah. that you're supposed to play with expectations. You're supposed to play upon, a lot of times people will do types of shit where they play upon classical ideas of art, all types of shit. I mean, this is way past my pay grade because I'm not a BFA, right? In an art analysis, which all, that should be the crime. Is anybody who makes a living critiquing what people are doing? But that's whatever we're going to do. That's a whole other thing. That's the uh, the Ebert effect. I wish yes. that he he never graded his own movie. If you have not seen the Ebert movie, I watched it like one time twenty what, years uh, ago. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. It's horrible. I just I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I don't know. But it is. I so that's the thing. I get it. So up to a point, yeah, there is a grift side to art in general because yeah. the whole thing is you're supposed to be like. Well, you're purchasing me and my ideas, so kind of no matter what, you're going to get whatever it is I give you. Like, sure. it's going to show up, and then you can hate it, but you can't really be, like, mad at me. Like, uh, you asked me, you gave me this money. Yeah. Technically, how many times, you know, like, remember that the big controversy in the 90s? Where it was like, piss Christ, where it was like, <laughs> they had the fucking crucifix. It was a crucifix, like, in a tank that was filled with human piss. And everybody gets all, like, pissed about this thing. Yeah, they were like, they get mad at it. I don't but, you know, wait, was it all of the artist's piss? I believe it was his One piss. person's piss? I, I mean, I think he did it over several months. It sounds he like saved it. Ooh, it. that's a he stinky, that's a stinky box. He might have had some assistance. I don't know. Somebody, it, <laughs> someone was giving him piss. But you I know, could do that if he gave me a couple grand. I could drink a twelve pack of Bud Light, and I could, I could help him out. And so I think up to a point, right? Museum operators, all the types of places that do these types of art spaces. Like I wonder again, email me side stories lpotl at gmail.com if you are one of these people that work with fine artists and and this type of shit happens. We're like. You pay a bunch of money to this artist for an advance right. to do this big, amazing, groundbreaking work. And then he shows up with piss, Christ. And it's just a <laughs> tank filled with piss. And he's like, eh? Eh? Well, and like, you know you're going to get a bunch of letters and you sit there being like, is this, it's, I guess this is good. Like, I know it's good. But then like, at least someone has to be like, it's just full of piss. It is full right? of piss. Like, but you know, I, I had a lot of artistic friends when I was in college. And one of these fellas, he was a super sweet guy, really quiet kind of dark and mysterious. Oh, and yeah. he, his final project, his senior year involved a crucified dead squirrel. And he, wasn't allowed to, he wasn't allowed to bring it in. They're like, that's a health hazard. They should have called the fucking news about that. I think it did make the local Stoutonia paper. Uh, that was the UW Stout College campus paper. But you know what now, Henry? You know what he does? Hmm. He's, a, he's a kindergarten teacher. Who a super that's sweet awesome. Man. So there you go. That's according, awesome. According to the artist, he says... I encourage other people who have just miserable working conditions as me to do the same when it comes to grifting. He says, if there are some, if they are sitting on some shit job and not getting money and are actually being asked to give money to go to work, they should take the money and run. So yeah. I, I love it. Oh, and as Henry and said, they put the canvas up on the wall. So it's it were, it, technically they put it on the wall, which that is the end of the transaction. This man, I think he earns every damn penny. He did his job. Uh, he really did. Um, he made him, you know what? He made him think. He made him think, didn't he? You got to. You got you to. Got that's to. all That's all art is there for, is to help us think and help us feel and help us understand. That's it. Um, that's but you know, there's some for. people out there that are not out to try to make us understand. There's some mm -hmm. people out there that are really trying to muddy the waters, trying to make things a little bit more interesting. Oh. And sometimes what it takes is the mysterious ways of the ninjutsu-wielding ninja. Ninja. Right? And now for a while, we don't talk a lot about ninjas because no. I think I found them to be I wish, can we Can we do this 2022, 20% more ninja talk? I'm down with more ninja talk. I love a good I, ninja. Basically, at some point, ninjas became very hack to talk about it because I think everybody said ninjas. Ninjas was like a thing that was around. It started like, I think that it worked. Uh, it was like, you know, between Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yep. and Power Rangers. And yep. then, you know, like even like Wu-Tang using a lot of like Kung Fu clips, all that kind what of about, stuff, really getting in, into the zeitgeist. Well, don't forget about Tum Tum from Three Ninjas. Yes, don't, there was Also, three don't ninjas. forget about Sidekick. This is what I'm saying. There was a Ninjas ninja were everywhere when we were growing explosion. up. But then they be kind of, they became a little played. What was right? the like name of that guy? People were talking about it. Henry, what was the name of that guy? Brandon? 
He committed oh, suicide. Brandon Sidekick. No, he was with Chuck Norris. I believe it was called Sidekick. Yeah, he's I, yeah, he's it is inside. Yeah, it's Sidekick. I loved that dude so much. And yeah. I remember he committed suicide very young. He did. Like 90. Jonathan Brandis. That's right. Jonathan Brandis is very sad. He was also in um uh Deep Space. Uh, was, no, not Deep Space. He was in um uh, one of my favorite shows is Little Boy, uh, Sequest. That's right. He was probably, uh, well, I don't know. He's gone he was now. Very sad. I, I would assume that he was probably abused by a lot of He was also in It, which was great. I forgot. Oh, he was, he was so it. good. He's great. Oh, um, anyway. But this is so now that uh, I feel like we can bring ninjas back because okay. zombies are now entering into the world of hyper played out. That's great. what I do believe. And, I love um, it. Get rid of less zombie, more ninja. Awesome. Now we're back in. Because ninjas are back. A ninja with a sword. Probably not the best move I've ever heard. This comes from NPR. He attacked <laughs> an entire U.S. Army Special Operations Unit in California and yeah. attacked them several times with a sword, a katana blade. It was a man wearing full ninja garb. And I'm going to imagine, I'm, I feel like there's a new subset of ninja called the YouTube ninja. Sure. Because sure. there's a lot of like, I've seen several larger men on YouTube with a katana blade and yeah. they just show how sharp it is by slicing through, slicing through melons and stuff. And they say that they're being <laughs> like trained and stuff. And you know, they're not, they're definitely not. No, um, they're not trained. No, but this guy uh, is also probably about the same level. So he approached a man, right? These are victims of the members of the 160th special operations aviation regiment, right? Balls so this is freaking steel on this ninja. I have to say, I mean, it's insane. It's just wild. So this comes from this again. This is from NPR. A, the first man to be attacked was a staff sergeant was smoking a late night cigarette near an airport, near near a hangar. Okay. When all of a sudden, from the shadows, emerged an unknown person wearing full ninja garb. Wait, right? dude, you're a ninja man? What this the is literally? What the fuck, dude? <laughs> but this came from the words. This is what the ninja said. He said, "Do you know who I am?" No, I didn't. The sergeant said, no, no, I don't, no. <laughs> Do you know where my family is? The man asked. Sergeant then said, nope, no clue. Then he just started slashing at him with a katana blade. Oh, my And he God. said his le he knocked his phone out of his hands. Jesus. And then he ran back inside. He said he don't, jumped don't, a fence as yeah, the man's <laughs> This is insane. out of, this is it. So you're just going out for a cigarette. It's one o'clock in the morning. Look over and you're like, am I in, am I like, am I in a joke? Is like Ashton Kutcher going to like pop out of somewhere? You yes. see a ninja. And before you know it, you're hopping over a fence as a fully ni dressed ninja. You are a with a katana. It's hard because you're a trained <laughs> special ops officer. You're not expecting this, right? No. You got you caught with your pants down. Well, you shouldn't have been. I mean, now they should start training for this because the entire group was pinned down inside of this building as he was outside kicking the doors and slashing at shit on the outside of it. So he did it's, end up injuring two people and that was about it. I don't think he wasn't a very um, successful ninja. I don't think. No, but he still held a special ops unit inside <laughs> of a hangar as he was outside going like, I have a very special set of skills as he just like <laughs> swiped his fucking katana blade around. And all of a sudden the cops come, the cops come, he's out there. They're like, please put the, put the katana blade down. He's, he says, no, no, nope. they shoot a bunch of riot pellets at him. Jesus. Can't, they couldn't, he, he, he refused to respond to the riot pellets. And then eventually they tased him into unconsciousness. They tased him. The man was identified as Gino Rivera, 35 years young. Yeah. Uh, he was arrested for attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, <laughs> yeah. brandishing a weapon, yes. brandishing a weapon with the with the intent to resist or to prevent arrest. So a a co perhaps a cosplay gone slightly too far. And this is what happens, folks. This is what happens when we cancel Comic-Con. No, no what place for these nerds to go. They need an outlet. They, need, they need an outlet. I say, like, listen, let's just have more pop-up places, maybe a ninja con where they all can show each other their sure. swords. Absolutely. They can have some kind of duels because that's what these guys need. They need duels. They need Absolutely. to feel important. Yep. You get some, like, celebrity judge, like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Kato Kalen. <laughs> As one of the big judges, right? That's a good MC. <laughs> it's a right? great. You got Kato Kalen yeah, out there. I could see it. So you feel like you got some grandeur. You feel like somebody's there caring about it. 
Yeah. I'm not necessarily, I mean, obviously we give a billion, $740 billion is the most recent military budget. I can't say if I was this battalion, I'd be extremely proud of myself. It's the 160th Soars. That's the yes. name of the, uh, the, uh, no, the it's battalion big, man. there. And they, they should are, have technically shot him in the head. You would think so. Some of their missions include, um, they got to use helicopters. They got the Chinook and the Blackhawk. No, no. They got a whole bunch of stuff that they use all the time that is extremely dangerous and very big. But somehow, a lone ninja with one dumpy sword was able to have them shaken in their boots. And uh, I, I don't think know if that, that sends the best message to, uh, to our uh, enemies. Yeah, I think it's fairly embarrassing. And I think that they were probably stuck between, I'm going to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, saying that I imagine it is difficult knowing that you have a tubby ninja outside and he is slashing at the doors and you know you could just shoot him in the head. But I feel like that if they did, it would probably all, they, they were stuck in a position where no matter what, they look like idiots. Right. Because you either kill this man <laughs> that, that has no training. Can, may I ask, where do you get ninja training? If you wanted to become a ninja, do you go to ninja school? Is there a ninja university right by McDonald's University? I'm how actually, do you get training? How do you become a ninja? I'm looking this right now. Can we? Because I would love to learn. I watched Beverly Hills Ninja, but of course he wasn't very effective. That's Chris Farley at being a ninja. I would love to know just one. I mean... Let's be honest. Well, you have to do I'm not the things. best unless I'm in the world of the giants and then I can blend in. But, you know, they become I'm envious. That. How do you do oh, it? Yeah. There's some right here. Apparently, there's certain an intricate road of commitment and self-discipline you have to join. You have to learn how to do <laughs> taijutsu, oh. which is unarmed combat. Oh my. Kinjutsu, oh my. sword techniques. Bojutsu, sojutsu, spear techniques. Okay. jutsu. Oh, God. Kasuragami yumamachi. Oh, it's a lot. Cool. Um, Henzo Jutsu. Whoa. Shinobi. Oh, I heard that one before. Yep. I know Shinobi. Espionage, tactics, water training, horsemanship, meteorology, what? escape meaning chameleon. Oh, yeah, this is all shit you got to do, man. Meteorology. Um, but, but apparently, I what believe. What the fuck? Wait a second. What does meteorology have to do with it? You're going to learn about whether or not the clouds can cover your actions, if you can follow the fog. <laughs> can the lightning <laughs> cover the clashes? Of the katana against katana. That person right. just played Ghost of Tsushima. That is not This is just on Quora. This is on Quora. This is the yeah, new Yahoo yeah. Answers. It doesn't matter. And they're also saying, like, uh, there's a book apparently called Shadow Warriors. Uh, oh. But right now, uh, there's ninjutsu that you can train in. But ninjutsu is still technically just built upon myth and legend. Man, my, one of my favorite things of all time is watching footage of grifter ninja teachers. Oh, it's where the they best. Energy, like energy fighters. Sources. Yes, man, there was you remember that story about the guy in Chicago where the guy came to like confront him because all of his students just pass out whenever he walks by them, almost like Benny Hinn, one of these pastors that are just psycho and it's all psychosomatic. Yeah. And the guy just punches him in the freaking head over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from your grave. Just lastly here, speaking of, you know, sometimes a ninja would might help. Especially if your entire neighborhood is dealing with an infestation of hundreds of rats. Oh, apparently Lord. this uh, this neighborhood is struggling because there was a hoarder house, and I guess it was the worst kind of hoarder house where they're not just yes. hoarding nudie oh, mags, like food and, and food. dead things. Yeah, oh, I can't watch. Honestly, I cannot watch that. Intervention hoarder gives hoarders. Me I love intervention. I do like intervention like that. I can sick. take. Hoarders makes my skin crawl. I can't handle it. It's just, it's not even about the, like the way they live. It's not that it's gross. that makes me, their skin crawl. It's the anxiety that I feel of being inside of that house and well, what that must be like. And all of us, you know, well, we all have like one tenth hoarder things where it's like, nah, I'm going to want to hold on to this piece of paper. You, you never should know, see but my at house. some point you throw it away and you're like, okay, thank God. No, I Ugh. have so much bullshit. I fought, you know, you know, idea. I mean, it, it was kind of like more of a heartbreaking thing. How long it took me to finally get rid of like my two closets filled with props from sketch comedy. <laughs> it was really, you it was difficult. Gonna, you never know when you're going to need that dildo helmet though. <laughs> you don't know. I mean, that got, that got taken out of the back of a taxi cab. So Aww. whoever has that. So, well, this person, so they died in their hoarder house. That happens all the time. And I guess the rats were just going crazy. This is according to Megan Lortz. She has dozens of rats all over her yard and her front porch. And she says, I think there's a thousand of them out there. 
It doesn't seem real. It's very scary. And rats are kind of scary. They are because so, they spread disease. Yes. So she noticed the rats around September 23rd of this year. She said it was an unbearable smell coming from her next door's neighbor house. <laughs> she says it's still really, really, really bad smell. It's strong. It's enough you have to hold your nose when you walk by. So Ooh. that house must. That's yeah, horrible. From the outside. Yeah, so she called the cops to do a check, just be like, I think my hoarder neighbor is dead. And the firefighters ended up going in. They discovered the dead person, which that's not a nice day for a firefighter because you know she was probably all eaten by bugs and stuff like that. And then they said the uh, they didn't really know that this person was a hoarder, but they did know that she owned at least one python. So I guess she had a bunch of, she's a python. Oh she's a man, python but the a python you think would be, you thought that that would be the one fucking keeping shit like regulated when it came to the rats. So you throw a couple of cats in there, no. get a couple more pythons, right? They'll fucking eat out all the rest of the rats and at least pythons don't spread disease. Pythons can be nice, but not the poisonous ones, I guess. I guess then they just get bigger and fatter and more brazen. And each, I feel more, like this, each meal they eat. I think this python's probably scared to death from all these damn rats. This is Honestly, what the, I, I feel bad for the python. I do That's too. who I feel bad for. This is what she goes on to say. Again, this is Lort. She goes on to say, the rats are crazy. They're all coming out now because they're not afraid and they're hungry. <laughs> oh, it's a God. horror movie, man. <laughs> this is a straight up horror movie. It is. I don't know uh, how you make rats afraid, though. You like, can't make would, a rat afraid. They don't care. This is what we need. Some kind of technology that does make rats afraid. Like the scarecrow. If we could do something where you make all the rats afraid or controllable, I mean, obviously, we'll immediately slide into human use because uh, <laughs> they do. They will eventually control us. So actually, let me take that back because yeah. it might not be good to control their minds. I guess. Yeah, and, I, and I also, but, you know, I do feel bad. Isn't that weird? How if look how look how much You're I've growing. grown. Yeah, I'm you really growing. Are. I'm so I'm so good. You're emotionally, so good. you're emotionally available. Emotionally no, but no, the nice. idea of, I feel bad about killing all the rats too. Well, at some point they do have to die. So according to Gary Cavintis, he found a dead rat in his garage. That was the beginning yep. of his horror movie. That's it. I can and then see he, that. Yeah. Yep. And then he's like, they're running up and down the street. And he says, it's sickening. Actually, I mean, it's a health hazard. They're starting it to is. attack pets and stuff. And the next thing you know. They're going to start spreading diseases. And uh, this is all in Peoria, which I believe is in Illinois. Yep. So anyway, it's going to take a long time. They put a bunch of rat traps down there and stuff. But, you know, it's going to kill a couple of dogs and stuff, too, which is very Definitely, sad. Yeah. People are going to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. No, it sounds like a catastrophe. Yeah. It sounds really horrible. Um, but the uh, they have created a specific kind of trap. Um, this is what they have. They have a wooden ramp that leads to a trash can. Um, this is what, according to Lortz, she says, the rats climb up there. There's a pole with a, sp with a spray can that had peanut butter in it. And okay. so they eat that, and then they fall into the trash can, and then they can't get out. So that's the... Oh, uh, <laughs> and then what do you do with them? What do you do with the rest of them? I don't know. All I know is she said there's at least 10 rats in there. Just drop the barrel uh, compared to the rats. And uh, yeah, so anyway, she says, I don't even know... Uh, what word for, to use for it? It's just scary as hell. She it says, is. I was scared. I was grossed out. It's nasty. And I guess with their makeshift trap, they have caught 10 rats. But it seems like there's a lot. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need to wrap that up. Well, you know, it sounds like Peoria's going to have big problems for a long time. Yep. Not the worst thing happening in Peoria, Illinois. All right. Well, let's move on to Hero of the Week. What do you think? Oh, I'll give you also here a little tip here. Remember that uh, when you die, the white light that is there uh, mm -hmm. taking mm -hmm. you to the other side, it's a trap uh, for reptilians to continue recycling your soul uh, so they what? can keep you here uh, and that forever be good? harvest your conscious life for pain. No, it's not. It's not. But where We're else am I going to go? We're trapped in um, the the prison is actually in the uh, atom made world. Uh, the uh, anything that's atomic based is only a fraction of life, and we're actually uh, limited in our potential by being here, limited just by being a pile of vibrating atoms. Where actually there's so much more to this than 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 you can even imagine, Kissel, and that right, they're right. keeping us here. And we really need to think about this: that right before you die, don't go, "Oh God, don't believe in Jesus." Jesus I mean, is not there calling you because it's not. What if, if you he is think it's your nana? Out there? It's not. It's absolutely not. And you should read this you Reddit post. You can put a wig post. on anyone and make him Jesus. No, man. You just read the Reddit post. I have been researching the afterlife for nearly 10 years, and I'm convinced that reptilian beings are real and that the tunnel of light that people see when they die is a trap. If you remember that whole title, 
<laughs> and write that down, you're going to get a lot of information. And it is, there so is, is some interesting stuff in here. This is information you got from a Reddit post. I'm sure the person's been, I, I love, I, I search afterlife stuff all the time. I mean, this person, if they've been researching it for 10 years, that's as long as we've been doing the podcast. So they must be an expert. They break down how there's many people who view what happens in the afterlife, right? And the idea that it's just a series of tricks and that okay. you don't see anybody you love. They are shape-shifting astral forms of reptilians that are out there desperately trying to keep us imprisoned in flesh. But wouldn't, I don't, I would. Hmm. You're wrong, Kissel, and you're okay. not listening. And you don't get it. <laughs> and I need you to actually sit it. and meditate upon me and about how, again, think, first of all, isn't Henry good? Think mm -mm. that first. Yeah. Then think, isn't Henry funny? Isn't he funny? Isn't he funny? Isn't and Henry isn't friends with Holden McNeely, a man who slammed an entire 12 ounces of breast milk during our biggest show ever? At he the did it on Forever. purpose. Yeah. He I, They had a meeting. Him, Eddie, and Jackie had a meeting before doing the show being like, that was the bit that they came up with. And he's been like, I got fucking breast milk. Mm -hmm. He did it, man. Funny. Honestly, and I crushed. It was a, probably one of the biggest laughs of the night. Yeah. Isn't that something? So I, I'm going to think about he that. He was looking for an excuse. Yep. No, I know. I know. All right. Well, let's move on to Hero of the Week. This week's hero involves a dog. Now, this dog, he was trapped in the bottom of a 30-foot cage, for, or of a 30-foot cave, rather, for two oh, weeks. It's God. very sad. Elizabeth Acosta filmed the operation as rescuers climbed into the huge cave and saved the poor little pup. And the pup's name is Dewey the dog. That's the, cute. Yeah. The rescue team led by experienced, experienced caver, ooh, <laughs> Trey Heineke, uh, they were actually trying to locate the perfect spot for a member of the group to propose to his partner. And that's when they spotted the pup. So love brought them to the dog, didn't they? That's really cute. Yep. Then uh, Joseph or uh, Josiah Mirt, they saw movement on the bottom of a thirty foot deep, uh, thirty foot deep pit, and they were like, "Oh my God, that's Dewey the dog!" They realized Dewey, it was the, Dewey the dog. They realized it was Dewey the dog, and with a bunch of teamwork and determination, they got some ropes, some helmets, and some harnesses. He was freed within thirty minutes, according to Trey. Wow. They say we spotted his collar about fifteen feet down, surrounded by claw marks. He then withstood another 15-foot drop to the floor of the pit, and he had lost about 86 pounds. Oh, but now he's alive, and he's that's doing cute. good. And so, What thank kind you. of dog was it? It must be a big boy. If that he must 86 be. He lost 86 pounds. pounds. That's yeah. four Wendy's. That's a lot of dog. Um, Wait, that's not even four Wendy's. That's more, that's dude. That's eight Wendy's. That's like nine Wendy's. <laughs> I love the way that you do math solely based upon how much your dog weighs. Um, this is according to uh, this is according to Trey. They say we firmly believe that he had been in the pit only a few more days. We firmly believe that had he been in the pit for a few more days, he'd be gone. Everything yeah, depended on the outcome of the rescue. So once he was safe and he was given a bite to eat, Sean popped the question and she said yes. Oh so there man, you go. she got a boner. He got That's the first thing he did is he got a boner. Good, like God bless it. Yes, indeed. Trey said you could hear the cheers from miles around. And the pup was reunited. And, wow. Uh, it was awesome. So there you go. So thanks to everyone who rescued Dewey. That's really sweet. And his owner is probably super happy. And um, yeah, there you go. And uh, well, ho and hopefully their marriage lasts for uh, quite a while or forever. I'm not sure how marriages work. Um. So uh, before I get into these listener emails, yeah. uh, we are announcing that for the week of Halloween, we're going to get back into some sweet, sweet listener pasta. I still, I love to hear your food, your spooky stories. Uh, so please send them at sidestorieslpotl at gmail.com. Yep. Again, we're looking for like, I want, you know, everybody always is like, eh, these stories are fake. I don't mind if they're fake no. as long as they're scary. I think the goal here is to think of something spooky. Maybe it happened to you. Hopefully you got some evidence because that's what we're really going to look for. Absolutely. Something that we can prove because on th these last two weeks of emails that I'm actually going to save, we've got a lot of creepy shit that yeah. people have seen. And I'm really excited to use some of this shit, especially now that we're going to about to get spooky, spooky, okay? Absolutely. Send those in. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Send us your scary tales and we will uh, regale you. With the stories that you sent. Yes. Isn't that yes. nice? You do it. You do it. 
You fucking you do the show, man. Like, well, I always got to do it. This mm-hmm. time you do it. Well, it's our show, you know? so we do have to do it. But. but yeah, but now like you're doing it, so it's all fucking right. sweet. Listener right. emails. Right. Um, first of all, we got one person that immediately said because um, we asked the question: Is cunnilingus on an animal illegal? And yes. <laughs> That is the what did we, answer. I didn't remember asking that question, but all right. Thank God. I believe that it would be the is, right answer. Yes. Great. Um, let Good me answer. tell you this one normal uh, question. I'm going to read this one normal letter before we get into the spooky stuff. Okay. I'm a veteran prosecutor in a very populous county. I have a lot of stories, some that involve serial killers, but this is my opening salvo. Picture it. I'm a new deputy DA. And I get a case. It starts out with a flurry of 911 calls from a predominantly Asian community. All I hear is, 911, what's your problem? He licks ass! He lick ass! He lick ass. Okay. So the police went out, and this is what I gleaned from the reports. On a major street in Little Saigon, on a Sunday after church, there was a homeless man that was passed out face down on the sidewalk. Yeah. A pedestrian came upon him, grabbed him by the hips, Pulled down his pants and went face first into the poor man's ass. What? Just all up in it. What? And that's when people started calling. Hence the lick ass 911 calls. No, it so makes people sense. called saying, to go, we get it. But so by the time the cops got there, they just found the man. The pedestrian was gone. He just drunk guy, his ass up out, right? The police woke him up, right? A sternum rub. Is what apparently is a is a a thing that they do. Yeah, sure. A sternum rub, I guess, to wake somebody up. That would yeah, sternum rub. That would oh, make whoa, it's like sense, I guess. For some reason. So the uh, man it, just wow. passed. Wow. Oh my god! It's oh. punching a dude in the chest until he wakes up. The sternum <laughs> rub is the application of painful stimulus with the knuckles of closed fists to the center chest. So what? Did, they just punch him in the stomach. They just punch you in the fucking chest, and that's how they wake you up. It's a sternum Jesus rub, buddy. Fucking this Christ. guy had a horrible day. Um, All right, poor, he didn't he even get to, ex- to get drunk. He just wanted to, to get be drunk honest, and pass out on the sidewalk, and next thing you know, he's getting punched and his butt's being eaten, and uh, that's a nightmare. But honestly, he didn't even get to experience any of the. I mean, there's no. You're obviously it's non consensual because you're asleep. But you're asleep. I feel like if he was awake, he could have leaned in. If he wanted to, I just feel like this man who. I, it's not, this, is this is complicated. This is complicated. It's a crime and it was done bad to him. No, it was a crime and it was done to him. It was definitely a crime. To, you can't just. But then wow. they try to arrest him for public drunkenness. He'd been through enough at that point. You punched yeah, him in man. the stomach and his butt eating. They got fucking his butt eating out. They should have arrested them because this man is just going to start. I mean, honestly, that man's probably very dangerous. The guy had already left. Guy had already. They probably need to find him because yeah, he sounds man, like he's immensely dangerous. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. Check his tongue. Oh, God. Check his breath. I don't know. Did, do I don't you know have what inspires you. Breathe. I would have everyone. You go door to door. I'm a detective. Breathe on my, breathe in my I nose. I don't know, dude. If I, I smell incur- even a bit of fecal matter, guilty. I'm going to say this, man. I've spelt enough of my breath in the last year and a half yeah. with this fucking mask. I and know. there's some of it that is, it's questionable. Because it's like, did I eat lumps of shit before <laughs> I put this on? Did I do that? I don't remember doing that. Yeah. I remember having a coffee and yeah. brushing my teeth. Yeah, it um, can smell like shit. Coffee sometimes smells a bit dumpy. So. It can. All right. Here we Not go. Spring Hill Jack coffee, though. No, Not it Spring doesn't. Hill Jack. No, it doesn't. It makes your... Honestly, my shit smells so delicious. Great. When I'm drinking shit heels. Man, what a shit. wonderful Spring plug. Hill Jack coffee. Such it's a just like, mm, I just like... I was like, mm, I get down in the bowl and I just think, mm. oh, those beans... Yeah, integrated marketing, really great job. Really good. I it's good. You know you like it. <laughs> I love it, yeah. No, everybody does. Everybody likes it. Yeah. I live in a small town in Southwest Michigan. A little community of houses that le- that a little community of houses that lead out to cornfields. Oh. We have a 100-pound German Shepherd wolf dog who needs a lot of exercise so he gets a walk every morning and evening. Often the walk is just the same route past the same houses with the same people in them and the same pets in the yard. One morning, about a year ago, I was walking him just as the sun was coming up. It was light enough to see, but still decently dark in the neighborhood. I stopped short of crossing the street at an intersection when we crossed three to four times a week because uh, up ahead in the yard, there was what looked to be what she said. So looked to be what they said to be two dog-sized creatures running in circles and also kind of like in a figure eight pattern. Okay. They never veered from the pattern and looked almost like they were caught in a loop. Now, I've seen dogs get the zoomies and run around. Sure. But this was different. 
They just kept running, the same weird figure eight pattern. They also oh. didn't really look like dogs, except their size. They were about the size of greyhounds, but their bodies looked more stretched out, like stretched out weasels. Huh. The faces were far too small, necks too long, and midsections that were too squirmy. Kind of like when you watch a ferret roll around, hmm. right? Just mm-hmm. not dog-like enough. Winston, our dog, normally will charge ahead when he sees other dogs, especially ones off their leash, especially ones off their leash, or run in order to initiate play. He's big. and can really jerk you towards the action. Whoa. <laughs> but he didn't move. He stood by my side, stoic, not moving and making no sound. The whole thing was very weird. I eventually pulled my stare away from these weird circling creatures and backed away and took us a different route. But she hasn't seen them ever since. Who cool. knows what these cryptid weasels are? I love cryptid weasels. All right. Thanks for this tale. It is pretty fucking wild. And here's another cryptid tale. Okay. I lived in a small ranch in West Texas, Odessa, with my oh. grandparents, pretty mm. much in the middle of nowhere, aside from a few neighboring ranches that didn't really have any outside lights. I was in the fourth grade, and since my family lived so far away from town, my grandfather had to drive me about two miles down the road to a bus stop where we could wait until the bus would come around at 6 a.m. On this particular day, it was frigid and very dark. It was around 5.30 a.m., so the sun still hadn't come out yet. My grandpa was driving us down the long driveway to the gate where a property met the dirt road. He parked and got out close to the gate, and I was just staring out into the yard of our neighbors. Immediately, immediately, something weird caught my eye. On the tree that was next to their fence, something was perched on the branch. I thought it was an owl, but as, and, and as soon as I, and I wrote it off as such. Hmm. But then I noticed there were red and green lights blinking on it. Without jumping, it simply began hovering off the branch and slowly hovered across the road closer to our property. Weird. It looked like a very tiny man wearing a jetpack with a head that was too big for its body. Oh, no. It's a child actor. Oh, my God. This is from a while ago. It's the its limbs were very thin, but I could not I could not make out a face in the darkness. I followed it with my eyes as it landed on a tree on our property. Now, huh. although I couldn't make out any defining details, the one thing I remember vividly are the blinking lights. The red blinked very slowly, while the green blinked frequently. The only times I had seen red and green lights was during Christmas time. Sure. And although it was cold, this was nowhere near December. After a couple of minutes, my grandpa got back in the truck and left. I tur- and we left. I turned around to look at it through the back window, but it was gone. Even to this day, I'm unsure oh. of what I saw. My grandpa never mentioned seeing anything that day, and he would definitely tell me if he did, because yeah. he often told me stories about living in the Mexican desert near Koyame and Ooh. seeing witches and fireballs in the sky. Cool. I've also never told anyone this story, and I forgot about it And after moving into the city. And then they heard our Sandown Clown episode, oh. and we came all the way back. Indeed. Well, that is some cool stuff. Little jetpack. Hey, and if anybody's, they are looking for anybody who has experienced the same thing. So if yep. you've seen a tiny man in the sky, oh, tell me because who books that? Yeah, who books them? And how do we get them delivering pizza and uh, all the wonderful Chinese food and Mexican food I love to eat? And how do we yes. get them working for Amazon? We got to put these jetpack mini people to work. Yes. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I've all been right, saying everyone. it. They have been, they have been leading it. They have been living off our taxes for long enough. <laughs> I want to thank everyone. We want to thank everyone who came out to the shows, Oakland, Phoenix, yes, and of course, Los Angeles. Yes. Y'all were so wonderful this past weekend. It's just amazing to be back with you guys and gals. It really and, is. Uh, everyone just, we had so much fun. So thank y'all so much for supporting us. And uh, we'll keep on trying to make you laugh the best we we're can. And sometimes even think. Sometimes. Sometimes. sometimes I honestly, I don't want to get you thinking too much. Not you know what too I mean? Much, when it comes no. down to it, because this isn't is there scary. enough out there? Isn't there enough thoughts we're forced to think? Um, thank you guys for, uh, <laughs> thank you for buying the comic book. For those of you that oh have. Oh my God, dude. It's so cool. Please go out there. It's so cool. Um, it's out today. 
it, which is October 5th. Mm-hmm. It's out there. Uh, ask your local comic book store if you're interested in it. We've honestly, the reviews have been very kind, which I've been very so surprised cool. about because the comic book world is very persnickety. Believe it or not, they have opinions, don't they? Um, They really do. So yeah. it, it, people have been nice knowing that we are learning the craft as well and getting into it. I think they were Man, these next couple issues get really cooking, though. I read that comic book. In like 10 minutes, dude. It's so good. I'm so proud of you guys. And uh, it's just, it's freaking awesome. And again, John McCray. Uh, John McCray is, uh, he just nailed it with the animation. So I good. don't know how people can draw anything. So uh, it's uh, it's immensely. Uh, uh, I Honestly, it's been a long time for me. I missed drawing, honestly. I wish I could get back into it. And I want to say here, we, so we're off the road for a little bit. In November, come check us out, South Carolina. Yeah. That's the one spot. We need you to buy. Come buy some tickets because tickets, they come out and see our fucking asses. Please. Charleston? Yes. That's, that's the show. That's come see correct. us there, man. Yeah, we're dabbling in the in the South a little bit this year. So we're super excited to see more of the country and to go and see y'all out there. Yes. Yeah, so make sure you live your life like your Jonathan Brandis while you're oh. shooting Sequest and things are good. Yeah. And honestly, what you have to remember, right? You have to laugh. Even if you were in a sad time, think about the happy times. Think about what it was like hanging out with Chuck Norris and how cool he fucking was, right? Yeah. Think about the two years you spent dating Tatiana Ali. Oh, I didn't know who was did quite that. hot, wow. very, yeah, very course. hot, yes. very, very attractive to her. Now, so even then, sure. I was. And how those even those thoughts would keep you from suicide. Know that you things get better. You get better. You could go live. You could do other things. You don't be upset just because that heart's war didn't boost your career like you thought it would. That you you're still young. You still got a whole life to live. There's mm-hmm. there's always opportunity to turn around. And when I think about that, I love it. You love it. That's yep. right. Oh, you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nailed it, buddy. I have. I don't have a single endorphin left. Nope, I am after this done. weekend. Yep, I am. Uh, I am emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. Loving doing the shows, but of holy course. shit. I love being out there, man. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Never forget. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magoosalations, everyone. Hail me. Give a little hail out there. And, yeah. and if you see anybody or you know anybody who works for Jesus People USA, just throw a fucking pint of milk at them or something. Whoa. Wow. A pint of milk. Just don't drink breast milk. God. I mean, I, if it's yours, you can. Also, he was drinking the stuff that he... Lexi had already pumped that stuff because she had drank the night before, so it was okay for... It was extra. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Yeah.